For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Bethany's with us. Aaron Cole's with us. We're, uh, we got audio on Aaron Cole today, so we're going to see what's up with that. Our clips are... What's up with that? Our clips are playing, and Berserker Survival is joining us from Australia, the land down under. He's technically standing upside down on the globe. Um... And he's uh, coming in through Skype. Berserker Survival, what are you up to, man? Hey, how's it going, Chef? All good. Oh, all good here, too. I'm all good here, too. Yeah, um, you know, you sent over some links earlier, and I had a chaotic day, but one of them stood out. Um, and it was glaring at me and I was, I was thinking about how modern society has turned back to, to slavery essentially. Um, and, 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 and essentially like the, the forced enslavement of the population, whether it's mentally, physically, um, whether they're enslaving you into your job enslaving you into your daily routine your life um kind of pigeonholing the modern day man or woman into a proverbial box so to speak berserker yeah so we've got this story um during the pandemic you know a lot of kids were um down in Sydney were fined $5,000. There's about 4,000 kids that were fined $5,000 for uh, COVID-19 breaches. And some of these breaches were, were as simple as um, not wearing a mask or not carrying a mask with them out in public. Um, you know, and it's got to the point now where th- these kids are being forced um, in, into forced labour to pay these fines off. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, a lot of these kids were from lower social um, economic um, areas in the population, and they they just don't have the money. And the government, the the revenue part of the government, um, is is making them um, you know go out underneath these um, uh, work development orders and and work to pay this off or um, go to counselling, um, maybe like a re-education program or something like that. And I'm but, sure um, too, yeah, man, this, this Berserker, I'm sure too, more often than not, the parents might end up paying the fines and you, and you were talking about how these are lower income families. So 
I'm assuming like, you know, the parents don't have much money either, but I'm sure they're trying to get this all handled and everyone's pitching in or however that works. Maybe in some cases, definitely not. Um, and that's also draining everyone. It's just draining them across the board and it's wrapping them up into a system too. And it's almost like, you know, if you start like early programming, cause you've seen these, um, prison movies where like, uh, what do they call it? Like scared straight or whatever, where they go in, it's a reality program and there's like younger juveniles and they bring in like big, bad prison inmates and they try to scare them straight. But, um, you know, when you hear a lot of these, uh, stories, these troubled teens, when things start happening to them, it, it can send them down a path that they weren't normally going to go down so being treated like a slave or like a criminal because you didn't muzzle yourself because you live in a free society you should be able to breathe oxygen you should be able to make your own decisions like you know if you breathe in a virus and die then i guess you breathe in one and die i mean you should be able to make the decision as a human if you're going to muzzle yourself or not berserker Yeah, well, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, I, I guess at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, um, we, we were all told and, and it was drummed into us that the, um, that the that it didn't really affect the children. So why did we go out and attack the children for not wearing masks and then, you know, attack them so hard and give them $5,000 fines? That is ridiculous. That, well, you know, the psychological um, damage that you're doing to the right. kids is, is probably unchangeable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there was another story during the pandemic, and this is something that, you know, really damages kids. Um, you know, there was these, these parents that got on national TV and they locked their daughter in, in a bedroom for two weeks. Um, she was the only one in the house that was tested positive for COVID. They locked that child in, in a bedroom for two weeks. Only time she was allowed out was to go to the bathroom. So, you know... When you go through those sorts of experiences as a kid and then you grow up to be, you know, a, an adult, a parent, maybe even a, a, a national leader, you think that th that's how you treat kids when they get sick. Well, you it, lock them in the room for two weeks because it was done to you and you think that's all right. Right. What and kind of world are we going to have? Exactly. Exactly. Because this, this, is, this can cause uh, multi-generational effects. It's like the lady, I don't know if you guys remember during season one of the show, this older lady called in and she said she was visiting her mom in the nursing home or had been trying to visit her and they wouldn't let her see her mom and all this and they were keeping her mom all locked up basically. Um, and her mom's health was, I think she said like her mom's health was deteriorating. And I was thinking like, you know, this is just insane also the elderly because there was all these uh, imagine like you go through your whole life and you're in a nursing home all of a sudden and you're like alone and maybe your uh, daughter or son comes to visit you a couple times a week or something and that's the only thing you can look forward to and then all of a sudden for months you know six months or a year you cannot even uh, talk to these people and imagine if you had dementia and you didn't understand why or anything, you know, so this kind of shit's going on too. Yeah. It's, it seems like an attack on our younger generation for sure. Um, you know, we, we, just a little side thing, you know, another story that came out here in Australia where um, the cops were called on a father. Um, so we've got like an after school sort of care for parents that work. So th this father's gone into the classroom to pick up his child. And then, you know, up on the board, there's all this um, stuff about, you know, transsexual and, and gay pride and all this type stuff. And the father got a bit upset, you know, and, and asked why, why he, why he should be paying the money for his kid to be taught about this type of stuff. And, you know, she ended up ringing the cops on him, you know, because he didn't agree. He was he was aggressive. 
and that's how it, that's how it is now. If you don't agree with the narrative, you you know they're starting to, to tell you that well, you know, you're aggressive, and you know that's this whole thing is just destroying our children. Um, you know, a little side thing. I've got a daughter that missed out on an excursion to the, to the snow this year. Um, basically, you got to sign a declaration before you hop on the bus oh, to say really? that you've taken a rat test. Hmm. You know, and you're negative, mm-hmm. and then you got to give consent for uh, the teachers to test your children every day with fucking rat tests. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, that shit ain't happening. No. Nah. You know, like, I mean, you're sending your you're sending your kid away. You don't know what the hell they're gonna do. You well, know, that's the, the right. Uh, they already did that too in Australia, right? Because. Well, remember that guy that was going to, um, well, first of all, remember they locked all the kids in that gymnasium, like 3,000 or 4,000 of them or some shit, and uh, they got them all in there and gave them, they forced them to get vaccines because they said, like, you're not going to graduate unless you get this. Yeah, exactly right. And... uh yeah, with these big television screens of the Premier standing up there telling them how good, you know, the shots were going to be. And you should have seen some of the videos that come out of that, you know, some of the students that um, collapsed, you know, right. Uh, right after their shots and stuff. And, you know, look, looking at some of the videos of them leaving the, the centre, you know, like they're uh, walking along, then all of a sudden they just hit the deck. You know, like, I mean, and, and people are still going and having these shots. This is um, it's just unbelievable. Well, absolutely unbelievable. You know that that you hit the nail on the head right there. Like, who would go get these? I mean, like you would have to live in the dark right now to not know that there's something going on with these shots. Um, I'm seeing articles now, sir, and I already knew this a long time ago because there was doctors like really doing real investigations, but they're not going to get published in white papers and all this shit. So. Uh, you know, p- people aren't going to um, be aware of a lot of these studies, but there's like nanotechnology in these vaccines. And there's now like lawyers um, assembling to try and do something about it. But I mean, the bottom line is they're not really going to be able to do anything about it because there was all those emergency powers passed and it's essentially just a big experiment or whatever. But I mean, like, how do they... How do you watch all this unfold? Know there's like weird shit going on. Let's just say you're skeptical about um, what I was talking about, like nanotechnology and the vaccine. Let's say you didn't really believe that. But I mean, when I hear, you know, I don't care if I'm hearing chatter that I don't really know is true or not. When I hear like a good chunk of the country talking about it, I'm going to be a little bit worried uh, and I'm not going to want to go get that vaccine. And then they're talking about all these side effects and just things they publish in the mainstream news and everyone dying after the vax and all these sports players, these pro soccer players just falling dead left and right um, after taking the vaccine. I mean, that's just a little too much. And then people just run right out and get it. Then you got like Mick West, the metabunk guy who we had on the show. He went right down and got his vaccine. Um you know, and he's kind of like, almost like trolls you over it, um, says nothing happened to him or whatever, you know, but um, it's just like really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one, one of the biggest things I sort of looked at was um, when this whole thing started here in Australia, you know, it started on cruise ships and uh some of these cruise ships were um, just getting into 5G and uh, they were handing out 5G bracelets and 5G necklaces um, in different colours and and that represented at at what level of um, privileges you got on the uh, ship. Sounds like the Titanic. Remember the Titanic? (laughs) Only the the rich got the uh, privilege of the lifeboats and all that. Yeah, well... That's on a cruise ship. Now, if you started whacking bracelets on society itself and saying, well, you get this privilege, you get that, you know, is that not the same thing, but just at a micro level on a ship? And that's where COVID, all our COVID started, was on these cruise ships. Have y'all ever been on a cruise ship, Bethany or Aaron? 
I've, I've been on uh, about three or four times. Uh, we, we had one planned for the beginning of uh, 2021. They they canceled it on us. I think it wasn't required. You didn't have to. Re- they weren't requiring vaccines just yet. Yeah. But uh, they went ahead and canceled it and reimbursed us. But they they're kind of fun. But it's also just a pain in the ass that many people. But you you are close around people. Like there's no doubt about that. Y'all think a lot yeah. of people die in those uh, beds on there? The beds on the oh. ship. I, I know there's been some a lot of dirty shit that's happened on those beds for sure. Yeah. That's kind of it's gross, like a right? petri dish, one giant petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, those. What are those glow in the dark glasses that? Uh, what's that shit that can see the in the dark? You go in there, it looks like a forensic crime scene. It just glows the whole room. Yeah, you're looking for body fluids and stuff like that. Uh, I just want to jump to just real quick. Berserker was talking about um, you know these these passports and stuff like that. Um, with like getting to go out into public, China, kind of on a different subject, but the they have like a lot of people who go into the banks to try to get their money out, and the government turned everybody, everybody that was at this particular bank, turned all of their passports red, so they couldn't get on public transport, they couldn't go in their own car to get out in public. Now, why why, like why was that, it, Aaron? Why did they say, why did they turn them red only at this particular bank? Like what? What was the reason? There's uh, there's like a big run on this particular bank that oh. people try to get their money out. I think there's like a there's kind of the, it's really hard to get the news out of China, of course. But I think there's a, there's heavy kind of economic problems going on with China. And a lot of people were trying to withdraw money. So they they kind of did this as like a way to like freeze, freeze like a bank run in a way. But they use covid. Uh, as this next measure to do that rather than declaring like a bank holiday or something they just turn everybody's passports red which is really trippy that's like a next layer of control yeah that that reminds me of those uh like the the green passes you get on the movie 2012 or whatever it was where like if you were a global elite you could make it into the base but like i guess if you're like red level you don't get anything Exactly. Yeah, you're not even supposed to leave your damn house, and that's going to come to the to the rest of the world, and definitely Australia. We're going to see it where berserkers at, and then it's going to work its way here. So the people listening in the United States and then in Europe and stuff like that, it's it's working towards us for sure. Berserker is it's so great to it's great for you to be able to report this to us, but it is so damn scary and it's it's terrifying well, at the same time. In uh, in Melbourne and New South Wales, Berserker, are they upping the, like, what's the technology level at, um, if you could rate it on a, you know, a scale of, like, how's their surveillance, how's their um, smart city doing, like, what level are they at with that? Yeah, look, I'm not really up on that um, too much. Um but you know, every all the time it's improving. Um, I, I definitely all eyes on China, um, and, and they should have been there for for a long time. Uh, what, what's happening there is just you know that's the initial experiment. Um, you know that that you're talking about those banks. You know they all the people's money. It's like a um, a bail-in. Um, so you know all their money. They're just told the customers that. It's gone. We're going to use it for investments. You no longer have it. So when they turned up the protest, like Aaron said, they turned their uh, their passports red, and then you can't travel anywhere. So you know the government would come in, pick you up, take you away, and give you a little bit of re-education. I, I would assume. Um, you know, here in Australia, 1.3 billion dollars, which is pretty big for a nation that only has 26 million people, um, to build um, you know quarantine camps. <laughs> why do we need so many quarantine camps for you know and they're actually calling them wellness camps so like i was saying before if you argue the narrative uh you argue the directions um you know you, you're gonna they're gonna label you as aggressive you know or a denier that seems to be a, a big thing these days like a climate denier or a covid denier and um you know I, I can i can see in the future that you'll get picked up and yeah, because you've been aggressive or whatever, what they perceive uh, you, you've been aggressive, 
and taken away for some uh, re-education. That, that's what that's what I see. See, that's what scares but, me. Um, I mean, just the the move toward um, the um, the full on the full scale police state. Also, how they were taking people away in China, and then we did see that in Australia with that that one guy who said uh, they came to get him, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm going for my my stay. I'll be back," you know. And it was like his indefinite stay. Uh, they told him, and he he was just like all about it. I don't know if that was staged up. That was so weird. I don't. Do you guys remember that, Bethany? And I know Berserker does. Yeah, yeah, definitely remember that. And I think it's just setting the scene, really. Um, this oh yeah, so much yeah, like yeah. like staging the scene for for like kind of letting you know, like like breaking you in for yep. it. You mean? Yeah, definitely, man. Just right. setting that scene so when it does happen, you know, you, that's probably what you'll do because um, you'll probably hear these stories about people fighting and, and carrying on, and, and eventually they'll just have to go. Um, my idea is, is not is not to be found, basically. <laughs> yeah. Berserker, do you think the, the social media and stuff, because when it was going real hard in Australia, we were seeing that kind of news on Twitter, which unfortunately that's kind of where I try to get my international news at, which I know that's kind of flawed, but we're not seeing quite as much on Twitter these days, but we know the pressure is there. Do you think the government's kind of constricting on everybody, or constricting the media flow out of there? So I'm sure there's still people pissed off with what's going on. Well, they have introduced new laws where they can, you know, if they want, they can access uh, anything now without warrants and stuff like that. So, which is which is concerning. They can go straight into your, you know, phones, computers, and stuff like that. Um, I guess at the at the moment, and probably over the last six months, we're seeing a bit of a back down. Um, so it's like that, you know. They'll put the pressure on, take the pressure off, and eventually we'll, you know, if we're not careful, and we'll lose a lot of ground, um, which we seem to be losing. Um, but yeah, I mean, another thing before we, you know, sort of get too far out of time, because there's more concerning things than that, um, particularly, you know, this whole, lot, you know, world livestock um, problem we seem to have going around the world at the moment. Um, mm. Uh, here in Australia, we're under the threat of, um, you know, having foot and mouth disease um, come into the country, which um, affect uh, cloved hoofed animals, like your cattle, sheep, goats and pigs. Um, it's quite a nasty disease. Um, you know, if one case gets found here in Australia, it could shut down the whole industry and shut down all movements of livestock that get affected by foot and mouth disease. Um you know, which would be devastating. You know, they're eighty billion dollars. They reckon will strip out of the um, out of the agricultural sector. Um, so at the moment, it's in Indonesia and Bali, um, which is a big tourist um, destination for Australians because it's cheap. Um, so basically, they're setting up um, disinfectant mats and stuff when you get at the airports because it can um, come in on your clothing and stuff like that. Um, you, you've got a lot of people knowing that this is going to happen. Um, all, all the rhetoric's been there for a while. You know, you're going to eat less meat and all these fake meats. So, you know, they're going to destroy the meat system. And I guess if, you, if you're that way inclined, you, you, you like to eat a bit of meat um i'd definitely be doing something about um you know storing up or stocking up on some of these products well also the, over the next uh, next year or so the price of of beef and and uh chicken and everything is going through the roof in the u.s i know that um you know if you think about it like you used to be able to go to like a a lower end steakhouse like i don't know just like a regular steakhouse and get a steak probably for like $20 and it comes with the whole meal and they're serving it to you and all this stuff and the big big potato and you know nothing fancy just like a, a plain normal like little steakhouse type thing well I, I mean let's see the last time I went to look at meat uh in the U.S. before I left uh I think that the ribeye steaks were like 
$18 a piece, $20 a piece, and they're not even cooked yet, and they don't have side dishes, and they're not being served to you. And that's pretty concerning. Yeah, I, I definitely can see uh, one day that, you know, a large majority of people aren't going to be able to afford to to eat meat and it'll be a, it'll be a luxury item, um, particularly the way things are going. Like, I mean, you, you look at Texas, um, with, with what's happening there, with, or even the West Coast of America with, with the drought. Um, we went through that back in, you know, 16, 17, 18 and 19. Um where we lost a lot of our cattle industry because we just didn't have the feed to to feed um, to feed the, the cattle, uh, so farmers had to sell them off. Um, you know, and we're sort of in a rebuild phase at the moment, but that's that's taken a lot of years to to rebuild. Um, so that that lifted the prices over here as well. And uh, if, we, if we get this foot and mouth disease, um, and you, you can almost kiss the meat industry goodbye or the livestock industry. I hope I hope so, uh, nothing like that happens, um, because like here, even with COVID, they started uh, going to these meat processing plants. In fact, there was even a mainstream article when COVID first kind of came out, where they said the military had showed up to a stockyard or something, and that's just like bizarre. It makes you wonder, like, is there more to this COVID thing than they're telling us? Is it? You know, is there some kind of terrorist bioweapon that they're chasing around or something? I mean, it's just so odd um, th that hasn't even been released yet or something. I don't know. Just weird ideas coming to my mind um, why they would send the military to, to a meat processing plant and stockyard or whatever. Well, um, I know, what what are you seeing in Australia in terms of, you know, the whole economy, the economic situation, because like I was saying, like the meat uh, was a problem when I was in the U.S. The uh, price on that was just through the roof. Um, in your neck of the woods, like how are the prices? And this whole thing is a global thing. Like you sit on the you sit on the outside and, and you and, and you look and you listen, you know, because that's that's really what you want to be doing, um, you know. And what happens in America is just mirrored in Australia. Um, the fuel prices go up; it goes up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the meat prices, same thing. Grocery prices, um, interest rates, you know, on mortgages, they're going up. You know, uh, by September. Um, they'll be up around seven percent. They're predicting, um, and they could go up to you know eighteen, twenty percent in the future. So you know all these younger people that just jumped in on the back of you know being able to get you know government um, assistance, you know like twenty five thousand dollars for first home buyers. You know all these people jumped in, bought houses when it was on the cheap. You know like you're looking at you know three percent interest rates. And now, you know, just going up to, you know, 7% could see some of these younger people, you know, lose their homes. Yeah, so, and you know that's man, part we, of their plan we, too, you know. The, yeah, the fluctuating interest rates and all that. Uh, for the listeners, everyone uh, tell people about the network, ATN.Live. And I want to welcome Berserker Survival to the network. He's going to be doing a weekday show here coming up. Uh, we're working on getting it all set up and I still got some work to do on the network too, uh, behind the scenes and whatnot, but I'm really excited to have Berserker. Um, I mean, he, not only does he have immense knowledge and knows how to present it, but I like how, um, you know, I can get information from a different part of the world, a different perspective than just being in the U S or in in north america or canada or whatever so for me that's awesome and um i'm excited to have him on the network yay welcome berserker you're yeah, gonna be man. awesome an awesome ad <laughs> yeah aka thor <laughs> thanks everyone yeah just, be, just before i go it just before I go, you know, that, like I was talking about that mirror image, you know, what happens in the U.S. Ha happens in Australia as well and, and in many other countries. 
um, that environmental emergency thing that Biden brought out, the same thing happened on the same day over here in Australia. And, um, man, that, that was that, that, that was pretty um, pretty bad report. Um, it's been since found out that no scientists contributed to the report whatsoever. Um, and it was um, a lot of it was based on population growth was the biggest problem. So Berserker, about that. if if you were going to break down the uh, the uh, global uh, chessboard or risk board or or how this whole new world order works in a nutshell, like say you had like two minutes to tell the listeners, you know, uh, like, like what are some of your thoughts on how this whole thing is orchestrated, you know, all the way down to the people? Uh, do you want to give a quick run through? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, um, Get out there and, and, and acquire as much knowledge, you know. Get, get into it. Understand what they're telling you. Like, like they're not going to come out directly and and, and give it to you all sugar-coated. Um, they're, they're telling you what they're going to do. They're telling you that you're going to eat a lot less meat. There's going to be a lot less um, stuff ar- uh, around to consume, you know. Like, I mean, free will is essentially, will essentially be gone. Um Open up your eyes, man. Have a look at China, man. Like that's that's where the where the experiment started, and it's coming. Um, boy, I'd be doing the best I can to to acquire knowledge, skills, and um, get yourself prepared. Um, you know, go out and, and, and get the things that you're gonna need, the essential things: clothing, shoes. Um, because it's, it's not far away. Um, it's not far away at all. They're going to crash the system. It feels like it to me. Uh, I think it's like right around the corner almost. Um, I mean now, you know, and part of why I think that is just because they're so blatant with every single little thing they're doing now. And they're just like dangling it. Uh, dangling some of these things right in front of the general public on the news. Um, uh, you know, it's almost like they're taunting the population. I don't know, um, you know, what the motive is, if, if, if it's just their egos or, or if it's part of their plan. But um, they're out there and they're, they're uh, coming hard right now, I guess. Yeah, and I guess looking at it, the ultimate goal for, for them is to, what it seems like, and uh, I'm seeing some pretty good uh, documentations to, to back it up, but um, it's restoring, you know, the um, the planet back to its um, natural, you know, uh, all the lands back to their, their natural uh, ways without human habitation. So, you know, I've seen upwards of figures of, you know, restoring it back to 70 to 90 percent before um, 2050. Um, with this um, environmental report that came out in Australia, um, they want to restore a further. So, you know, on top of what already is uh, put back to nature in national parks and stuff like that, a further 30 percent mm-hmm. before uh, 2030. And that that'll involve you know buying out farmers and stuff like that. So well, that, oh, it's, that, it's happening. Yeah, that's that's crazy that you mentioned that. That's terrible. Um, I mean, being allowed to buy out farmers and telling them to to dump or destroy their crop, don't grow, um, and and pay them off so that they can create inflated food scarcity. That's just down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think, you know, human displacement is going to be a big problem. Um, we're sort of seeing that here in Australia as well with, um, you yeah, know, the recent flooding that's been, you know, un- unprecedented levels of flooding that's never been seen before. Um, and, and this is this has happened over three times in 18 months, some areas, and a lot of these areas uh, areas where they do grow, you know, uh, vegetables on, you know, the, the, the fertile river flats and uh, stuff like that. And, 
you know, they've got big, big debates, you know, like um, they, they, they sit there and tell you they, you know, there's big rains coming, you know, like it's, there's going to be floods. So instead of letting like water out of the big major dams, you know, so that when it does rain, most of that water can uh, be caught in the dams instead of um, these idiots having to, um, you know, open up the dam uh, floodgates while it is flooding. And that's what does the damage. So, yeah, yeah, I always wondered why they did that too. Because you're right. Why? I mean, if they're so good at predicting the weather um, with yeah. modern day technology, why wouldn't they pre um, leak the dams or whatever, drain them? Exactly. Exactly. But they don't. They don't do it. And then when it does, when it does rain, they open it up. You know, because the dam can't take anymore. So they open up the floodgates and then it floods all the, you know, fertile river flats downstream, which mm. is where all, you know, your vegetables and uh, stuff like that are grown. Um, you know, and they're talking about, you know, uh, buying the farmers out. Yeah. Um, so, man, it's it, it's happening. It's, it's time to get real about, you know, getting ready for what, what's coming. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on. Everyone's going to check out your show. I'm sure we'll have you on between now and then. Uh, we're getting that going. I'll be behind the scenes. Everyone follow Berserker Survival on Twitter. And uh, anything else, uh, Berserker, you want to mention? Well, you know, we've we got the bee thing here in Australia as well. So, you know, that's pollination. So. Talk about you know, that. It's, it's Talk about that real together. quick. The uh, because um, you know they. I mean, I think they've been trying this bee thing in a lot of places. But um, it, you know, when you told me about this, I I, I started to worry because you know you Australia's fairly isolated, and I'm sure the bee population um, has to stay within that area, right? Well, yeah, Australia is isolated, and we've got some of the best um, prime, you know, uh, pork, uh, cattle, beef, um, because we're so far away. And, and the quarantine up until now has been really strict about what comes into the country. So, you know, for instance, the pork industry, you cannot bring any live pork into Australia. So we've really, really got some really disease-free um, pork down here and, and uh, all the way through our livestock. Um, so, you know, when, when these situations uh, crop up, it, it's, it's really concerning. Um, and it, it almost voids on, on the point with um, just knowing what is going on out there, whether there is, you know, is this deliberate? Well, and there's a lot of crazy ass green people out there, you know, the greens, you know, they, they just want to destroy, you know, the livestock and agricultural uh, sector. You know, it, I, I don't yeah. get it. Is it over cow farts or what? Well, and as you pointed out uh, on a previous episode, I believe you talked about the Manuka honey because there, you know, right now, of course, big farmers at an all time high, they're making a, uh, trillions or quadrillions or whatever it is off governments worldwide buying COVID vaccines with tax dollars, essentially. So if they're in with the governments, they're just funneling all this money in, but they don't want Manuka honey around because Manuka honey has healing properties, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it, you can get medical strength, um, Nuka honey. Um, you know, I use it a lot. Um, it, it's great stuff. And there's even, you know, some literature that, you know, it may have antiviral um, properties as well. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great product. And um, when it comes to fighting bacteria and stuff like that, um, I think there's no better choice, really. Um a lot of the hospitals, when they, you know, run out of solutions with antibiotics and stuff like that, they'll turn to Manuka honey. Um, and it's particularly good for wounds as well. So. Yeah, man. And we're, we're going to get into that, you know, on, on the show, you know, um, all that type of stuff. You know, Excellent. that's the knowledge that we need to have these days. Is, oh, yeah. Is, you know, get away from the big pharmaceuticals and, and look at, you know, what we can do ourselves, grow ourselves. Um, 
uh, you, you know, because at the end of the day, um, it's either you're going to take that outstretched hand of the government, man, or you're going to do it yourself. Excellent. And we need that knowledge, and we need to get that knowledge out there. Excellent advice. Um, God, this is happening really fast. Berserker Survival, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us on, Chip. Yep. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks, Aaron. We'll Good catch you later. Berserker. Bye. Good. Yeah, we'll see you. He's it's opposite of us, so it's like, I guess it's morning there. <laughs> Good yeah, morning. Good morning. <laughs> He's standing upside down on the globe. Oh my God. He's yeah, in the man. future. Be careful. You're one day in the future, dude. How's it looking in the future, by the way? Yeah, no, man. It's all good. Uh, Wednesday's looking real good. See, as long as I can talk to Berserker, I'm not worried about much because he, he'll tell me if something's going to happen. <laughs> He's got the looking glass technology uh, down there. <laughs> That's it, man. I'll keep you in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, man. Thanks. All right. See you. All right. Wow, that was good. You know, uh, I like how he's um, promoting, you know, just taking action with um, getting involved and getting your own shit going, basically, because now's the time more than ever. I got to do that, too. Um, I got to get some more um stuff going that's you know around where i live and get more sustainable just even on the level on a small level nothing major but get some uh little garden going even even just for practice i guess would be good but now's the time berserkers doing the real deal um bethany aaron there's all this like crazy news going on yesterday we had Kevin Adams on we talked about the jet fuel conspiracy the jet fuel hoax that was pretty um, interesting for the listeners and we ran some math and numbers and all that and um, today uh, in the new Aaron were we going to play any audio clips I don't think I ever found that one that I was talking about um, the the only clip I got is uh, Robert Downey with uh, Colbert. I got that silly clip of Kamala telling us that she's a woman, but we already knew that, I guess, because she's the first female vice president. Uh, <laughs> if y'all are interested in any of those, yeah, let, the Robert Downey one's like a minute long. Let's hear the uh, let's hear the Kamala one. The Kamala one, okay. <laughs> this is kind of silly. They're uh, they're sitting at uh, some kind of panel thing at the White House. And I'm not sure what the whole context was. Let me jump over to that. And uh, here we go, I believe. About some of the most pressing issues of our... Uh, Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion. Um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And um, uh, good afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's wearing a blue suit. She's wearing that a blue is... suit and she's a woman. <laughs> so stupid, right? This is just a warping of of your do you your think she said that because she's really a man or something like i mean like i'm wondering <laughs> now that she has to tell us this shit because uh i know this is uh an audio <laughs> form show but uh clearly i can see this video and i can see both of these things are are real but why do you need to tell me that mm. is uh it's just it's patronizing it's very patronizing to get it's it's the um, political correctness and and it's patronizing to you know whatever's trendy at the moment and that's trendy. I mean it's just like you know Clinton with her you know hee haw accent and you know Obiden and talking about you know trying to you know be down with the homeboys and stuff. I mean they're just so patronizing. They they're so full of shit. They don't know <laughs> one thing about the people they are supposedly supposed to be serving. Yeah, really. I mean it's ridiculous. It's annoying. Uh, the groom of the stool. I, I need a groom of the stool. 
<laughs> it's just I, I I don't anytime I see anybody on Twitter and I look up their profile, like you can already tell they're going to have their pronouns in their profile just by the way they talk. And I don't know what that's for. I think it's for something kind of down the road, but it, it makes no sense why you need to have that, especially if you're not even like a trans person. What if you're a Obviously he? Obviously, I can tell you're a dude or a chick. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know if you're like a, a Zimzer or a fish cupcake. Can it chain kind of down? Pronouns. Can you, do you <laughs> think it can, cupcake. can it like chain down and branch out like a tree and get like really crazy? Like, can, like, um, can you be like a he that identifies as a her that identifies as a frog that identifies as some, so it chains down because like if you could have been a he that identifies as a frog that identifies as a her and put the frog in front of the her. And it's like a different combo of genetic, um, you know, uh, like when you're linking audio together yeah. through a chain, like you want your certain thing first to like kind of set the set the tone for the rest of the of of the chain. Yeah, so it could be it could be important. Yeah, if you want to be a fish and a frog, and then a cake, like you you want to know which way you have that. Yeah, the this blockchain DNA stuff. DNA of the blockchain of the pronoun blockchain. Well, that's because, speaking of frogs, that's because they're turning the fucking frogs gay. Do you understand? You uh, know, Alex uh, Jones uh, uh, told us that. Gay. Remember when Remember when uh, Jones chased that fucking uh, granola dude in Seattle? He, he fucking... <laughs> Across the street. <laughs> that fucking dude looked like a... I don't know, like he listens to grunge or something, and he's like Weezer, like a... And, the, and fucking Alex Jones ran after him, and that dude fucking took off. Didn't he end up like, wasn't there, I don't know if that was the same dude, but the one guy like ended up like splashing his coffee on that. Yeah, I think that was him. Dude, that dude took the fuck (laughs) off when Jones, he did like a linebacker charge at him. (laughs) (laughs) He did. (laughs) Linebacker charge. I'm picturing it. He's pretty peppy like for his size. That's pretty impressive. He moves. He moves like a linebacker. Yeah, I, I know we kind of touched on that with Sandy Hook and everything yesterday, but part of me is kind of wondering if if they can get this this suit against him. I heard I was listening to that kind of today while I was working for about for about half of it about how how like all these charges against him don't really stand up to anything because I, I'll just go in. I'd go in and I'd be like, I don't need a fucking lawyer, and they'd be like, Why? And I'd kick in the door, the water gate in the courtroom. And I'd be like, yo, it's of my opinion that that shit's fucking bullshit. <laughs> and I'd be like, and here's the Constitution, motherfuckers. In the story, go fuck off. I think, I think this could like set a precedence because I, I definitely know they're going to railroad the shit out of him. Just because he can't even defend himself from, from all the stuff I'm gathering and I think this could be something to really pop up a deer in the future. And there's this kind of weird thing that the right does it too with like the abortion thing in Texas of how you can like call in on somebody. But well, what's we crazy? Use these laws advantageously, and I think eventually it's going to circle around and bite like everybody in the ass. I think it's done kind of on purpose on both sides. But this will this is like just degrading down like the first amendment or right to privacy or also is what's crazy is how Jones backs down, uh, to this. Cause like he had to retract, you know, he had to backpedal on statements and that's probably like a legal maneuver. But like, honestly, I would have doubled down because like I went through a bunch of those, uh, tax assessor database records over there in Newtown found out some pretty crazy shit. So, um, you know, there's information out there floating around that shows how this was all set up. But, uh, you know, I find it hard to believe that. So it almost has to be a psyop. Like, how do, how do you get ran through the ringer when you're a commentator, radio talk show host, and you're commentating on shit that's already out there? Because that was already like conspiracy out there, right? It's not like he's the originator. Like if he was the sole originator of that, 
and like wrote a fucking book on it and titled it that or something like, you know, like, okay, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not even then, you know? Um, so, okay. So now we can have no opinion, but like you, you were saying, like, it's almost like it's a, I don't know. It feels like a psyop to me, but, but like who's running it. And then why does, um, Jones back down on this? You know, why is he, um, instructed to back down or why is he backing down? And if he backs down, does that set precedence? Like, I just don't understand why, why you can't balls up to the, uh, old CIA agent. Yeah. Double down. We, we see, we tell that people that are in like the line of fire of cancel culture. Don't ever say sorry for anything that you do, whether it's like Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, any of these people, you just double down Another kind of comedy people. So that's not the best example, but you never don't give these people an inch. Don't give the government an inch. Don't give anybody an inch because then they just see weakness and they're going to attack it. So at, at, at the, the the best course of action for Alex Jones was to be like, hey, this is my point of view. Go fuck off. And, you know, that that is what it is. I'm commentating on news and I have opinions that can change and anything yeah, like that. Yeah, really. I you mean, didn't have to backpedal look, the way. couldn't it just backpedal just. Yeah, because could, if you know. I'm sure I could wa- watch fucking uh, CNN right now. I bet I could watch CNN and find many similar um, circumstances where they're lying or doing something weird and the whole world's not shut down because of it. I mean, it's bizarre how like the level they're taking this Alex Jones thing to, I mean, it's just like, uh, it's gotta be an attack. Uh, like they, if they get away with that, that's, that's pretty brazen because then, you know, you have no, you as a radio talk show host, you might be scared I mean, I don't know. I I guess you could hold the constitution. I mean, maybe we should cite the constitution in the show opener, and it, and then say the opinions of the hosts are of their opinion, and then maybe say like the show is for entertainment purposes only, and then say fucking before we say everything, it is of our belief, and then we can play that game right. the whole fucking time. And that's and we shouldn't have to do that, right? Is is where it all boils back down to. We're all allowed to speak freely, and even even the like yelling fire in a crowded theater, that's not necessarily against the law in any kind of way. Is from what I've heard, it broken down as, and I could be wrong about that, but you know, it. it Everyone goes out and does it right now because you said that. <laughs> Don't, you know, don't be don't, going. I wouldn't the recommend doing it because <laughs> it, it's not fun for everybody. If somebody did that shit while well, I had like my daughter and wife in there, I'd be a little pissed, but I wouldn't go sue anybody. I'd just be a little pissed off. But it's it, this is going to set some kind of a precedent. I feel like they're going to railroad the shit out of Alex Jones with that, and it's going to be a, a shit storm. I feel like eventually down the road, and it's just slowly eroding. Well, in our, the deposition, they started lines. they started asking him if he was Bill Hicks. Oh shit! Yeah, like it. It was in the like. They're like, so are are you Bill Hicks or something like that? And and then uh, I think he said it, that was a conspiracy or something. And then uh, he said, I think he said he didn't sue anyone that had called him Bill Hicks. So like, you know, that's interesting too, because right. like, you know, how many times have people called like Anderson Pooper? Like I'm calling him Anderson Pooper. You know, like someone could call Alex Jones Bill Hicks. Um, but like Jones, like he said, he's like, I'm not suing people over it. So, you know, like what's the threshold for this? Um, why come after him over the whole Sandy Hook thing? And uh, the whole Sandy Hook thing, I don't know. Well, this would be interesting. I'm, I just want to see the outcome of this. Did they? Does anyone know? Did they say when? Uh, how long this is going to go on? Is it going to take a while? Could be, could be weeks. Yeah. Uh, could be weeks. Could be a couple days. I think. I think yeah. they still got to find the jury and everything like that. I, I believe was what I was hearing today, but I, I could be wrong. Look, uh, I would definitely recommend people look that up. But I think they still need to choose a jury and kind of stuff like that. So this could be a couple weeks. 
and which also takes him off the air, probably cuts down a little bit on his uh, revenue stream and everything because probably not as people are, many people are going to donate. So it's just like that's draining operation we talk about so often, and it could be one of those plays. The uh, who asked, um, or New York asked the World Health Organization to rename the uh, monkeypox or something like that. I saw it in a headline. I didn't read it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's funny. Like how they had to rename Washington Redskins <laughs> or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't have so monkeypox. Uh, Russia's quitting the ISS. Saudi crown prince maps out this uh, Neom project to house 9 million people. So they're planning on doing some crazy shit. Uh, the Saudis over there, this uh, crown prince. I guess it's like this big mega structure that has, it's, it's basically a whole city and it holds 9 million people. And there's like all these, there's a whole design and a, a scheme to it. It's, it's a real futuristic type, um, deal they're doing. So there's going to be these new future mega cities, apparently where they, it, you know, where the architecture gets even more brutal, the brutalistic style of architecture where it just gets like, you know, back in the day it was like nice and there's feng shui and, now we just live in boxes and pretty soon it's just going to be like mega cities built up and out and you will own nothing and you will love it that's crazy it'll be like the hunger games where you have that beautiful city where the elite and and all of the uh world economic forum uh lovers sit and live and breathe and then they'll be the rest of us. Yep. They'll have all the beef. Hey. They'll have all the carrots and potatoes. We'll no, they'll probably be eating other. people, the Soylent Green they love so much. <laughs> yeah, they might want to eat babies. That's for sure. They already do. True, true, true. What do y'all... Uh, Shepard, you sent this thing with the, the tsunami and these buoys and shit. Yeah, uh, that seems kind of important. That reminds out of here. Yeah, that reminded me of when that volcano was um, down there on that island, and Bushcraft Bear was covering it. Yeah, and he's, he's back in Germany now. Oh, really? Uh, he, he left La Palma. He got sick. I guess he like breathed. Uh, he like breathed in too much volcanic ash or something like that. Damn. And because uh, I was kind of tracking him, like, where the fuck happened to Bushcraft Bear? But he's back in Germany. I thought but, uh, that could happen to him because he was just up in that. He was always out there. Yeah, the whole time. He did a good job. Yeah, that was that was yeah. crazy. But that made me think of that. Like, what what's up with them dismantling the tsunami buoys or not not repairing them? It seems like they're taking them down. Um, there was one report where there was like a big rogue wave, like over a hundred or two hundred feet. I can't remember if it was one hundred or two hundred. 200 yeah 200 that's fucking nuts on those buoys so i mean who knows i mean this shit could start it could it could be sloshing around right now you know the the earth i don't know all right well we'll be back you're listening to atn we'll be back tomorrow 7 p.m eastern 6 central 4 pacific shepherd ambella show catch the rebroadcast there's other shows that rebroadcast rained out rantcast uh, in certain slots and some music plays from my Gang Stalker 2.0 album, which you can get in stores, Amazon Music, all that shit. Um, support the show. Go to atn.live. Go down to the bottom. There's a donate link. This stuff is, um, you know, we, we're still in the beginning phases, so we need to keep it going. Eventually, it'll be sustainable. We'll talk to you guys later. See you tomorrow. Five stars on Apple Podcast too. Oh, Bethany beat beat me to it. Good night, guess. <laughs>
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.